again. Hey, 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 what's up? <laughs> it's Reverend T, Tawana in the building uh, for Tuesdays with Tawana. Yes, yeah, a place where we build community one broadcast at a time, sharing stories, sharing what's going on in the world, sharing what's going on personally, so we can grow together, we can heal together, we can make big things happen together. This is what we do, and we start off through this broadcast. And if you happen to watch this later or listen to this via podcast, you'll hear me talk about uh, read comments and insert names into this narrative because it's not just all about me. I am because you are, you are, therefore I am. So we try to insert as many narratives as possible into this space. What's up, Tammy, my beautiful niece? And my beautiful little sister, Tony is in the building today. I am so, so grateful. So for today, you know, I, when I come on and prepare for Tuesdays with Tawana, I, I, I breathe. I, hey, Mother Carolyn, I breathe. I, I try to, uh, that's as much preparing as I do. I, I, I hear what's going on in the world or if I have conversations with folk during the week that might inspire a theme or a conversation. Um, so today I find myself at a loss for words. Yes, this preacher is at a loss for words and it's it's easier for me to say oh we're not having Tuesdays with Tawana today usually I only cancel Tuesdays with Tawana um either if I'm not feeling well or if something like a doctor's appointment takes precedence and today I just wanted to open up to community because there's so much shit going on in the world and it's it's to the point where um I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Hey, sister. My sister Tina Rose is in the building today. Yes. See, this is why I come on, because despite what's going on in the world, there is a community, there is a village right here in this moment um, where I can feel the energy. You know, a lot of people were concerned about when we were in in the beginning of this pandemic and we were shifting from in, in-person uh, meetings or gatherings and moving them to a virtual space that we would lose this energy. And now we from the black dis- diaspora know, we know that we don't lose this energy. This energy just transcends space and time. And we are still able to share. We are still able to feel each other. What's up, Lindsay? I love you, sis. We are still able to come together, even though we might be far apart. Um, so for today, um, yeah, as you can see, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words because of what's happening, what happened in Atlanta. Um, I'm I'm at a loss for words for what happened in Boulder, Colorado. If you have not heard, um, in the King Supers in Boulder, Colorado, a 21 year old, um, 
started shooting in in King Supers and and uh, ten people I believe uh, died and maybe a, a few are in in critical condition and I was reading a post from my dear friend Amanda and her daughter was just in that King Supers um, and and just imagine the trauma that this young lady and others worked. The, the employees there and others. Hey, Tina. Yes, another Tina in the building. We got two Tinas in the building today. Um, thank you for joining uh, Tuesdays with Tawana all the way from Portugal. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Mama Lovey. Good afternoon from Denver. Yes. Y'all come on in the room and, and let's get some healing going on today. What's up, Shantae? Good to see you. I love you. Send love to the family, please. So hearing about Boulder, what happened in Atlanta, what happened um, in, in Florida at the nightclub a while ago, what happened, many things happened in Colorado, whether it was Columbine, you know, Sandy, it's just, just all of this, all of this kind of drills down to two things, two things, two things. White power and privilege, gun control, right? Hey, Bobby, good to see you, my brother. Hey, Julie, good to see you. Yes, healing is needed. And thank you so much, Julie, for that beautiful card. And I, I want to put on my cowboy boots just to, you know, to show off today here on the East Coast. And, and, and I say it's those two things, um, and, and sometimes it causes a, a pause because black folk of the diaspora are not a monolith. Like, we're not just one type, right? We, we, we come in many different sizes, shapes, forms, hues, all of that to make this beautiful mosaic to come together to be a part of the black diaspora. And it's quite frustrating when the common denominator during these mass shootings are white men. Uh, my friend Renee posted some very, very disturbing statistics about how, what the percentage is of white men that, um, that do these mass shootings. Um, and oftentimes we find that it's race related or in the case of the nightclub it was because of someone's sexuality uh so how do we heal from this, beloved? How, 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 how do we heal from these, these heinous acts? And what can we do to come together to make this happen? So now there'll be 50 million answers, right? We, we got to vote because not one Republican voted for this multi-trillion dollar package to go out to help those who... Um, are dealing with the effects of, of COVID or the coronavirus, right? So we may have, um, we got to vote 
or we have to hold people accountable for their racism. We got to have gun control. We got to call people out um, who can, uh, number 45 can stand there and talk about grab them by the body parts. And then we're wondering why and how women are sexualized and rape culture is still so prevalent, but yet a woman is free to do what she shall do with her body. She is, she has control and agency over her body, but then where is that coming from when you're rooted in rape culture and that's all you know, so that's all you do because you don't know that there is something different, something um, dynamic out there where it doesn't have to become a part of rape culture. It could be a part of loving your body and loving yourself and and doing what it is and having agency over yourself. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Hey, brother. So good to see you, Larry. Uh, Tina says, uh, we are conditioned to fear. Bl- you Listen, Tina, I, this is why well, I love you. We are conditioned to fear black men and yet white men are committing the mass shootings. So off balance and tragic absolutely you just called it and named it because black people uh and oh forgive me i can't remember his name the most recent person to be killed um unjustly by the police was running away and was shot and killed and the boulder shooter his hue was white passing And then they found out that he was not white and it pissed them off because they didn't release any details about this person um, for whatever, for for reasons that we know, (laughs) because people are now saying, well, or white people, why didn't, why wasn't he killed? But when a white person, the first thing was he had mental challenges and um did what he did but there's so many layers to that because most of our people who are struggling or healing through or living with um, mental dis-ease um are non-violent they're more likely to hurt themselves than they are to hurt someone else that's not a blanket statement because there are some who are violent for sure The second piece to that is um, whenever it is a white person that is involved in some sort of heinous act in mass shooting um, or right, Tony, he he had a bad day. So we make excuses and 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 we don't we, we don't deal with the root cause of the issue. We look at the symptoms. Right. So if you have a, a cold You might have a runny nose, watery eyes. You might have a cough, sneezing. But the root of that is the actual cold. So if I address the sneezing, then I'm still going to have teary eyes and, you know, whatever. If I only address one aspect, these other aspects are still going to be alive and well and attacking the body or dealing with my body in an adverse way. Right. So this is what's happening in our society. And what the hell are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? How are we going to stop over 400 years of people looking at my skin as a perceived threat? 
my it's my skin tone and and my my blackness that is shown in police academies when they do the live um um gun trainings like there's a screen and it'll show like a movie and you're like you know interacting like virtual virtual world right and it's i'm the person i'm the person in the video i'm the bad girl i'm i'm the one because of the color of my skin so whenever we are involved in uh these challenges the first thing we think is oh they're black so i understand that there was a perceived threat we have george floyd's trial coming up the end of this month well it's pretty much the end of the month but next week um we're still dealing with brianna taylor we're still dealing with justice for elijah mcclain and notice the common link is that they are black how do we stop jeanette my beautiful beloved activist warrior yes yes we're holding space for people in boulder we're holding space for black people across this country because no matter where it happens we are impacted directly indirectly adversely um we we are impacted by it um hey cordio good to see you so what do we do beloved what do we do about this how how do we change this narrative how do we and, and and let me back up for a minute. Let let me share this with you. That, that, to, to to my my black beloveds of of the diaspora. Um, two conversations that that I had recently. Um, one from a, a elderly woman that was talking about her son, and another conversation. And this woman's son is is angry because she still lives in in the projects. And he's like, you know, I want you to get out of these projects. I want you to get away from these animals. They don't care. They don't care anything about their lives and their livelihood and just and really just naming black and brown people and how he despises them. So now he lives in a place where he sends his children to private school and he lives in a community with white people. And so it's not only white people in general that we we have to to deal with if you will but it is also our very own our very own all skin folk and kin folk right zora near hurston right it, it it's our very own and that is so disheartening so where do i go when i need support or when i'm looking for support and when i'm looking for help you know, where, where do I go as, as a safe space and a safe haven? I, I can't even go to school because they have children going into the toilet to clear out shit. Because they're not humanized. They're not looked at as human beings. What do we do? We have been really I was going to use a really bad word. We have been really, really jacked up for quite some time. And we are just too damn intelligent and too powerful and too dynamic to continue to deal with this on this level. 
We've got to find a way to come together and heal because hurt people hurt people. So as long as my black community is hurting because of systemic ills like racism and classism and sexism and xenophobia, all of that, and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, they expect those who are in impoverished communities to live at a minimum wage of $15 an, an hour, and, and you expect and, and and they're not eligible for food stamps because you have to be below the poverty line. And then you wonder why crime might be higher in that area. Because we're talking about just the dealing with the basic needs. If I don't have the basic needs, how can I then move to that next level of love and hope and community? How can I move to that next level towards self-actualization, which we never get to, by the way. So we're already starting off in a place where we're never going to get to the pinnacle of self-actualization. So we're stuck. And I say we because if, if my beloved, if my black beloved is suffering and struggling, then I too am struggling because I can't sit by and watch my beloved struggle. But what do I do when I have my own struggle? When I'm dealing with metastatic breast cancer that is not curable. It is incurable, beloveds. And black women are dying disproportionately. I say this all the time as a reminder. Black women are disproportionately dying because of breast cancer and the challenges with breast cancer, as opposed to white women. Tina says, keeping others from self-actualization is by design and inhumane. Tina, we're gonna have to do a Tuesdays with Tawana together. I met Tina. <laughs> I met Tina during a domestic violence awareness event at someone's home um, and we were both late <laughs> and we were both knocking on the door, but someone was presenting or something. So we're out in the cold and we're standing out there for quite some time. And then not only did we realize that we were standing out there together, we realized that we were breast cancer survivors and we have been friends ever since. And now she's out of the country. And as soon as it's okay to travel long distance, I'm going to see my friend, Tina. So Tony says, we are disproportionately dying from... You are so right, Tony. Name that. We're disproportionately dying from everything. So whether it's diabetes because we're in a food desert or we don't have the same quality of food that is in other areas or we can't afford the quality of food that we're expected to eat to keep us healthy. Um, we're, we're disproportionately dying from heart disease. We're disproportionately dying from so many ills, so many ills, because we don't have access to healthcare, because we don't have access to not only healthcare um, as insurance, but healthcare, period. So if you go into our First Nation indigenous communities and, and you, you won't find huge hospitals, 
You you won't find, you know, cha- uh, a whole bunch of urgent care. You won't find that. So it's no surprise that the, these, our beloveds are disproportionately dying from things that could be avoided and could be cured or could be treated so that we can draw and so that we can journey on this healing. We can journey together toward healing. Tina says, I cannot wait to welcome you to Portugal, my beloved. (laughs) That's right. Heart failure, lupus, diabetes, obesity, COVID. You better name it. Call the roll, Tony, because we got to call it out in order to see it, to name it, to fix it. But then let's talk about one other thing. Um, Clearly, when I say I'm at a loss for words, I'm at a loss It's just so much going on. I don't even know where to begin, right? But let's talk about the mistrust within our communities. We're dying giving birth. This is why we have a wonderful doula program under Soul to Soul Sisters so that people can live Black women can live and not continue to die, um, even giving birth. Um, But I do want to talk about, even in our own community, the mistrust. So how do we come together when we don't trust one another? For various reasons. I mean, if you go back into history and you look at the history books and you know that when we were stolen from our native land and brought over to what we now know as America, it took some some uh, Africans to turn on their people for um, you know probably money or whatever or their own freedom, um, and and to help the oppressors to to help the white people bring us over. So that that was. Um, you know, it, it it's it's disheartening and it and it causes a mistrust because you don't know who to trust. Just when you think this person couldn't hurt you and they hurt you to your core. How do you build that trust back? How do we build trust, period? In the black community. Tanisha said we have to trust our unknown world to a known God. We got to come together as community, beloved, which is why I do what I do. Um, I do what I do because healing happens in community. I do what I do because how can we dream when we don't know what to dream? How can we look forward to freedom and liberation when we don't even know what that looks like, what that feels like, what that sounds like? So all we know is where we are in this very moment. But teaching people how to look beyond where we are to a glorious future, to 
something different, to something life-giving, to a love that surpasses understanding. My sister Tina Rose said, mistrust in our community also stems from lack of integrity among us. Absolutely. It's a whole list of things, right, Tina? It's, 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 and, and it's, it's in response to the ills in, in this, in, in, in our, in our land, in this land called America. And we can change it. We, we don't have to remain stuck. We, we, we don't have to remain stuck. Um... Mother Carolyn said, we are called to build communities that we never experienced, just like our ancestors. And then when we call on our ancestors, then I am accused of satanic worship. Or when I do ritual to call on the ancestors, that is not Christian-like and that is not of God. The list goes on and on and on. And we, we have got to be the change that we want to see. And we've got to come together. We've got to. There's not many times when I tell people what they have to do and what they got to do. But today, because I want to live and not die at the hands of systemic ill, systemic racism. We got to do better. And when we know better, we can do better. So how do we know better? We share stories. We share stories of resilience. We share stories of how I grew up in Wagner Projects and, and I survived. I not only survived, but I had a, 16, a daughter at 16 and went to St. John's University. And this is not for self-aggrandizement or accolades or, or meritocracy or, you know, because when I walk down the street, no one sees that I am a PhD candidate. It's not written across my forehead. I'm a black woman. But I say this for my beloveds who are discouraged thinking that they can't when they can. I say this for my beloveds when they're thinking they're stuck and they are not. I say this for my beloveds to give them hope when they're hopeless. I say this to my beloveds to go ahead and take the risk and trust. And sometimes we just got to take that chance and sometimes we're going to get hurt. But we can heal in community. Because there is somebody out there who is able to learn the lesson. And as Tony, as Tony said, we, we, are, we, we, we trust in God. We trust in our higher being. We trust in that moving forward in the unknown. And trust that when we move into the unknown, that that unknown is, is something beautiful. It's, we start to speak life into that. Speak life into our future so that we can live and not die. Sharing these stories of resilience is what's going to keep us moving forward. And we got to be accountable for our stuff. So when we say, I'm sorry, or I apologize, or forgive me, we got to mean it. That means that some changed behavior has to happen afterward. Don't just give me lip service about, well, I'm sorry if I hurt you. That is not an apology. That is not repentance that is not um showing me that there's going to be some changed behavior but we have got to come together and we have got to do 
better. Speak life into our future. We will live and not die. Tina said, beloved, I have been thinking about mirrors, how as white folk, we can carry the mirror for others. I've been thinking of James Baldwin in the fire next time when he asks, and I am paraphrasing, what is wrong with white people when they have the need to dehumanize the nigger and other ungodly behavior as white people, we must serve as a mirror to ask the question, why is the need to demoralize and to continue the lie and the delusion. I am going to make dinner now. I am blessed to have this time together. I love you. That's what I'm talking about. Reading the stories in the books of our ancestors. If you listen to uh, Langston Hughes, um, Let America Be America Again, he talks about how America has never been we talk about, oh, this is not American. This is truly American. Putting profits over people, approving all of these assault rifles, um, keeping children in cages, uh, 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 not addressing the, the, the lack of health care, disparaging treatment of health care, how we treat black women when they are in pain, thinking that we can deal with pain more than someone else. You know what that is? That is dehumanizing. And we got to change that narrative and advocate for ourselves and speak up for ourselves. And even if we are in a community where that community is lacking resources and, and there's a lot of violence in that community, there is something we can do about it because we are not animals. We are not inhumane. We are not out of control. This is not who we be. This is not who our essence is. It may be what we are doing, but it's white dominant thought that says that you are the mistake. You are what you are doing. No. We are doing that in response to some misinformation. If I grow up and this is all I know, this is all I'm going to do. So how do we pluck out the folk out of that, that heinous situation and to show them something different. That's how I learned. My dad would take me to different states and, and take me on take me to his job, take me on vacation. That's how I learned that where I lived was not the do-all, be-all, end-all. And I loved where I lived. Where I lived in Wagner Projects was the first place where I learned about community. I learned about unconditional positive regard. I learned about worship. I learned about coming together as, as, as a community and helping each other. It's the first time I learned about that. Yes, I grew up um, during a time of the crack, um, inception of the crack epidemic. Yes, I grew up when there were gangs, and there's still gangs. Gangs were prevalent in my community. Yes, I grew up when I was sitting on the bench and all of a sudden people will start shooting, running by me. Yes, I grew up where I had friends that were lost to gun violence. Yes, all of that. And I knew that things did not have to stay that way. So my charge to you on this day, beloved, is to think about how we can be the change that we want to see. How can we be the change that we want to see? Tina Rose says Salt of the Earth is a great movie that speaks to this type of unity in the within the community. Thank you, sister. 
My brother Larry says black people have been living with this country's unique brand of racism since we arrived. Unique brand of racism. I like that, brother. Uh, since we arrived here in 1619, we've endured bondage and had had our livelihoods destroyed during and after Reconstruction and forget our way out of a set and, and fought our way out of a segregated society. Clearly, we are a tough people who can handle this upheaval, right? My brother, the scholar, I love you, Larry. That's powerful. Let's take a deep breath and just take that in. We have endured bondage and had our livelihoods destroyed, and yet we are still here. Tina Rose said, today is a tough day for me. I love you, sister, and we're holding space for you. We're holding space for those in Boulder, we're holding space for those across the country. We're holding space for our leaders. We're holding space for our families, for our children. We're holding space, loving space, healing space. So when I say I'm at a loss for words, I just don't want my words to go out in vain. I want them to hit the target, to hit the target of the person that needs love, to hit the target of the person that needs encouragement, to hit the target of the person that needs a way out, to hit the target of those who are incarcerated. And again, we're disproportionately incarcerated to hit the target of those who are still in cages to hit the target of those political leaders who excuse this ill behavior because that's all they know and that and because they're racist to hit the target of those those black women black women who are fighting through sexism colorism racism who are fighting through who are fighting through traditional scriptures that demean us, fighting through movies that demean us, fighting through articles that demean us. I'll leave you with this. I was talking with a dear friend of mine and um, the, the per he kept saying, you know, y'all women, and I, I hate that, I hate it, hate it. <laughs> y'all women and y'all, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. I'm going because you're talking to me and you don't even know me like that. So can you not lump us into this category? And, and as a matter of fact, can you talk? And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to, because you talking to me and you don't even know me like that. So can you not lump us into this category? And, and as a matter of fact, can you talk about y'all men? Like you, you're a man. So you, you can talk about men. Why, why you feel like you got to fix, fix us? Because black women, we are the most unprotected class. So stop projecting your stuff on us and fix yourself. 
Because when you fix yourself, you'll realize the queens that are walking this earth who deserve to be treated as royalty, who deserve to be respected, who deserve to be loved, who deserve to be honored. Not because of what we do, but just because of who we are. Beloveds, I thank you. Tina said, yes, be the change you want to be, to be the change you want to see amongst each other. I love y'all. And I thank you for your comments. I thank you for being present. I thank you for sharing this space with me. Um, I thank you for sharing this this moment. It's a sad moment for us across this this country. Um, <laughs> the ministry of hush. Yes, Tony, just hush, dude. Hit, and, and and we can handle our business for the collective, right? It's, it's not like I'm handling my business just to focus on me. I handle me so that I can be the change I wanna see and then show it to other people like Tina Rose said, so they can see it and then they can be the change they wanna see and it goes on and on and on. So beloved brother, dude, y'all not faring too well. So I'm gonna need y'all to get it together and protect this sister. <laughs> I need y'all to get it together. And we can do this together. I love my brothers. I love my brothers very much. Some are on this line. Some are just dear friends of mine. I honor the king in you. And I need you to know it. And start acting like it. On a collective. Some of y'all do it. My brother Larry just preached a sermon on here. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? I need y'all to go back and read these comments. But I love y'all to the moon and beyond. I do this for me. I do this for us. I do this for my community. I do this for my village. I do this for my tribe. I do this for the black diaspora. I do this for our First Nation indigenous folk. I do this for the collective. I do it for the white accomplices that are joining with us. I do it for our our brown beloveds, whether you identify yourself as Latina, Latino, Chicano, uh, uh, let me get it together. (laughs) For everybody. So we can live this life and live it more abundantly. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Mother Carolyn said, I'm praying for all of us. This is heavy stuff and it must be done in community and together. So with that, I'll see you next Tuesday. Let us join together in love and unity and honor and respect and forgiveness and hope and dreams, and love, and joy, right? By the way, my hoop earrings, I will put it in the chat, is a black-owned earring company. So, and my shirt is from Harlem Underground, which is a black-owned company. So I will make sure I put that in the chat because we are supporting black businesses all 365 days a year, 24-7. Yes, let's make it happen. I love y'all. I'm out. Peace.